My good people, before we get to the new episode with Alexis, I wanted to shout out the sponsor of this episode, the amazing Abridge app, where you record your record. I've partnered with them um, just to share how great this app has been. Um, I use it in my own personal life and it's definitely been a game changer. What can you do with the Abridge app? Well, I'm glad you asked first. You can record all of your health conversations that you have with your doctor, clinician, maybe your physical therapist, um, your psychologist. Basically, it helps you focus on the great care that you intend to get without having to worry about remembering medical terms or what the doctor said. It's really simple. All you do is tap the big button in the app and it starts recording and you can sit back, relax and, and pay attention to what the doctor uh, is saying. Then once you have it recorded, of course, you can review and replay it. You actually listen to your doctor's advice, just as it was said. Um, and the technology in this app is so amazing that it actually pulls out medical terms uh, for you. So if there were diagnosis or medications or treatments that were discussed in your appointment, the technology pulls it out for you so you can easily find it later. And then lastly, one of the greatest things about this app that I love is that you can share everything that you record with loved ones or those that mean the most to you. Maybe someone couldn't come to a doctor's appointment with you. Life happens, right? We get busy. Um, but the great thing is, is you can take that information you just got from your doctor's office and send it right over to them. That then gives them peace of mind knowing that they know exactly what happened in the appointment. Um, and then they can better know how to support you along your journey. So again, huge shout out to the Abridge app for sponsoring this podcast episode. Guys, check it out. It's available on all platforms and all app stores. And I definitely want to hear what you think. Okay. All right. On to the podcast. Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people, what is up? It is your girl, Yolanda, back with another episode of this exceptional journey. <sighs> if this is your first time clicking over to this little corner of my podcast world, what's up? How have you been? Glad that you're here. And if this is not your first time, girl, wasn't that last one amazing? Oh, we got to have some coffee and talk about it, right? <laughs> but again, it's your girl back with another episode. Um, of this exceptional journey, as you can tell from the title, I have an amazing guest with me today. But before we get to her, oh, hey, girl, she, you wanted to say something? No, I just want to say hey. Hey. <laughs> but before I introduce her and tell you how amazing she is, I always want to plug my social media because I am Forgetful Jones. Please tell me you remember Forgetful Jones. Remember Forgetful Jones from Sesame Street with that cowboy yes. hat? See, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Thank you. I'm not that old. Goodness gracious. No. <laughs> But anyway, social media, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at This Exceptional Journey. Um, and then on Twitter at TEJ Podcast. Guys, connect with me, hit me up, hashtag TEJ Podcast, questions, comments, 
suggestions your girl wants to hear from you. So I have this little bite-sized woman with me here today. <laughs> me. This is Alexis, guys. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. So, I mean, as you probably heard from the Survivor Series um, that I've done with um, previous young adult cancer survivors, um, I also wanted to incorporate into the mix people who are not themselves cancer survivors, but have either been directly affected or connected um, by young adult uh, people with cancer. And Alexis is going to tell her story, but she actually works in an oncology office here in the city of Pittsburgh. And she herself is a young adult, which I was like, there's just no way I can't have you on the podcast. I mean, that's like a double, like double whammy. Um, so I was like, Alexis, girl, I need you on the podcast. Let's make it happen. And we did. So yes. thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, oh, a pleasure. What are you, Chick-fil-A? <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> And just to give you hindsight, her, Alexis and I go to the same church. We sing in the same choirs, like yes. literally. So we know each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. We know we know each other a little we bit. Do. But um, so if you see our banter, it's because we have a very a relationship already. So, yes. you know. So Alexis is here. I think I want to call this because I was asking Alexis in her professional field, like what do they call, you know, loved ones that care for cancer patients? And you said they call them caregivers or mm -hmm. support. Yeah. Um, because you know, I already call the, the, the podcast with the young adult cancer survivors. I call it the survivor series. So I think I'm going to call this one, the co-survivor series. I like that. That's mm -hmm. hot. I, I just, I just did that guys. Mm -hmm. That's hot. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag don't steal my name. All right. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so I told Alexis, I would love to discuss with you. Like she sees every day the ins and outs of, you know, cancer patients and, all different types of cancer, because I mean, you were telling me in your office you have you treat how many different types of cancer? Um, anything below the waist, so uterine, um, vaginal, endometrial, mm -hmm. um, and then we do have pa treat patients with breast cancer also. So. so she 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 sees it all. Yes, it's not just breast cancer, you know, right. things like that. But and she sees all ages, you know, yes. of course. Um, so tell me first of all a little bit about the office, maybe. Like, you know, what the morale is like, um, you know, because it has to be difficult. I mean, you know, when I go to my PCP, they're they're already mean. Like, I mean, you know, because they not mean, but, you know, they already see cancer like tons of people right. in general. Right. Colds, flu, you know, diabetes. Right. But you literally see people that are sometimes at their worst. You know yes. what I mean? So tell me a little bit about it, girl. So my office, like Yolanda said, I work in a gynecology oncology office. So we mainly see a lot of patients whose cancer are below the waist, but we do see breast cancers also. The morale in my office, I have the best coworkers hands oh, down. Like we always see that it could be us mm -hmm. and our situations could be worse than what it is. Mm -hmm. So we always try to always have that upbeat morale when our patients come through our mm -hmm. office like it doesn't always work one of us sometimes have a bad day but overall um we always know like we're very grateful mm -hmm. and thankful like mm -hmm. that we are able to even just bring a smile to a patient's face because sometimes that smile is what will help them get through mm -hmm. their next chemo treatment mm -hmm. just be able to get through the next minutes of mm -hmm. their because we have patients who come in through pain because of the chemo um, treatments mm -hmm. through they get radiation also mm -hmm. so it's just a lot of 
things that's going on with their body. Mm-hmm. So us being nice, like it's not an option. Like it's right. your job. That's amazing. Yes. Because a lot of people don't see it that way. Mm-mm. Like it is your job to be nice. It like, is your job. I understand they see a lot of people and it can be, it can be a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it can really be a lot. But at the end of the day, this is what you signed up for. Right. And if you don't want to be here, right. and this is not what you want to do, right. you're going to door. Right. Like that. <laughs> I'm and sorry. To be truthful. Door. Yeah. My my boss, she's an amazing boss. She brings people to the team that can know that our number one rule is patient first. Mm-hmm. Whatever the patient needs, mm-hmm. that is what needs to be done mm-hmm. if we even if we have to jump off a bridge <laughs> to get with right. the patient right okay but to get what the patient needs because at the end of the day we are here mm-hmm. for our patients mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we never want a patient to walk away from us thinking like they didn't do enough for us mm-hmm. or i felt like i was alone mm-hmm. in this so mm-hmm. like my boss she does not play <laughs> about That's us good. being like patient oriented mm-hmm. Like whatever Good. we got going on, she cares about it. Of course. But when it's time to put that face on. Hello. <laughs> it is time yes. to treat the patient. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how long have you been in the field? I've been in my current position. It'll be three years in June. Wonderful. Yes. And what did you think when you first like signed up? Like when you first saw the position? I was, I was excited mm-hmm. and I'm still excited for my job um, and my, for my position because it's just like I get to do something. I get to put a smile on somebody's face mm-hmm. every day. I get to be that beacon of light, mm-hmm. that beacon of hope. Um, I'm one, I'm like the first line of like, when people call, I'm that person that's taking that phone call. When Mm -hmm. you first get the news that you have a cancer Mm -hmm. and you need to see one of our doctors Mm -hmm. and our patients say, y'all are the nicest people, but I don't ever want to come back and see you. Listen, (laughs) I remember when I was doing radiation and of course, you know, for some of you that don't know, depending upon, of course, what type of radiation you have, I had to do radiation for six weeks every day. Mm-hmm. literally five days a week. I was mm-hmm. off. I had off Saturday and Sunday, but for six weeks straight, nonstop, I saw these babies. I mean, I was getting to know them like, Oh, how's the family? Mm-hmm. How's Bob and Jim? And exactly. like, we were becoming like close. And then on the last day you'd be like, um, all right, you have a nice life. Mm-hmm. I hope I never, never see, see you, you again. again. <laughs> but yeah, that's so true. That's how it be. Like, I, I, you mean, you are nice. That's what they always tell us. Mm-hmm. You're very nice. You're a great office. Mm-hmm. But um, I really don't want to see you guys no, again. I <laughs> and no, if I, I can have that option, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not y'all. No, it's, it's not all, you. Right. It's not you. It's me. It's me. <laughs> right. It's not you. It's me. So we get that a lot. So I love it's it. Nice. I love it. So that's good. And like you said, it's so important to remember that. You just never know. And unfortunately, you know, in my, what, three years survivorship at this point with breast cancer, I've lost some cancer friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not fun. Like, it's not fun. And at the end of the day, you guys see it left and right. Every day. And I can't, I can't, I, ugh, I, I can't even imagine. So to, to see like, so I'm the person like, so I answer the phones. And so I'm not usually the first person that will get you know, get you if, Mm -hmm. if you're calling for the first time because you just got this diagnosis. Um, and then, but then I'm on the other side of it. I'm that person that has to send, I'm sorry for your lost cards. And so I think just maybe three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. I think every day I got three or four of the emails cease to breathe like it was ridiculous. And you get close to these people. Absolutely. Like you see them, through their worst of times. Mm-hmm. And so you see them at the beginning and to mm-hmm. see that like they fought the fight, like they mm-hmm. tried their 
wow. hardest or mm. damnedest to, you know, be here. Right. It's just like to get that notification that they are no longer here. Mm-hmm. It's, it could be so sad. Right. And like, wow. and you get attached to these. There was this one young lady and she was older than me, but she was just, oh, she was just so lively and her her death i took heart it mm-hmm. was just like could you get attached to these yep. people like yep. especially when you're seeing them every week every week wow that's mm-hmm. very true mm-hmm. that's very true and that's really cool yeah that you guys send out the cards mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. that's we don't awesome. want them to think that they're just a number not an, another number right in our office that's not how we roll in my particular office uh we we can get we get everyone to sign the cards. So oh, everybody in the office yeah. who was part of their team, yeah, yeah, we get them to sign the cards. Our doctors and like PAs usually put a personal note in there, mm-hmm. and then we mail them off to the family once we um, find out who you know who it That's is. Beautiful. But it's just so that you don't never think that oh I was just another number, right? You're not just family, another number. Yeah, the family feels that way right. as well. So that's good. That's amazing. Every doctor's office. If you're a doctor and you're listening, <laughs> you should do that. Just make sure you. Send out the cards to the patients, okay? Right. <laughs> so that's cool. So that has to be difficult. I mean, you see them, and then sometimes you don't see them again. Right. Ooh, I can't. I. I just. <clears throat> excuse me. I just can't imagine. I. I. Ooh. Yeah. So kudos to you. Thanks. Kudos to you. And so, have you ever seen anyone come in your office that you've known, like as a patient? Yes. Really. Um, yes. I have a couple people um, that I know um, that, you know, we're not close, but I know of them. But you know, like, you know them, what I right. mean? Like, I have, like, one of my son's um, persons from their school okay. go to, like, comes mm-hmm. there for their checkups and things like that. So there are sometimes people be like, hey, right, <laughs> how right. you doing? And so it's just, it's always nice to have a re, uh, a face that you know when you're mm-hmm. going to something unknown mm-hmm. note. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. nice to be that person for them when they're yeah. coming in and like, or if they're having problems and they, they'll give me a call like, hey, can you find this out for mm-hmm. me? Or mm-hmm. could you tell me what's going on? Mm-hmm. Let me see what I can do for you. Yeah. I'll get back to you. Yeah, it's that was always be my nice. Other question. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, would it, would it be awkward? Like, how would people respond? But I remember when I was going through, baby, I was like, Alexis, come here. Mm-hmm. So what is this? Right now, they want to put me on this medicine. <laughs> right. What is what is Let this? Let me get back to you. Right. I found out for you. And Listen, get back to you. I was not playing these games. Mm-mm. As soon as I found out this baby was in the office, mm-hmm. I don't even remember how. I think you came up to me and was like, I know what you're going through. Something, something you said. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank you, Lex, girl. Mm-hmm. Thank you they're on out. I was like, Lex, come here, girl. Come here, girl. I got a question. Right. Um, Cause I needed to ask somebody who knew. Right. Who knew? You know what I mean. And I know people who know. So even if I didn't know, I'm gonna girl, go back and be like, Hey, right I need you to tell me what mm. this is. <laughs> What's the effects of this going to be? I was grateful. I was I was yet grateful because I mean, like you said, it's great to to know someone and have a face of someone you could trust. Right. You know what I mean when you're going through stuff. Excuse me, not to say you know I don't trust my doctors or anything like that, but. You know me, know me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and, and you would be like, no, sis, listen. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not what you mm-hmm. want to do. Like, <laughs> this, this is what you want to do. Write mm-hmm. this down. Write okay? right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. this down. And, this, and you know, and even like with patients that you don't know, when you get to know them, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to be that person to go to the doctor and to be like, look, you cannot talk medical to them. Talk to them like they like they, they don't understand none of this medical stuff that you are saying. Mm-hmm. Talk to them 
like they are a little kid and you need to know like you cannot right. and don't talk down to them because i think yeah. a lot of people when they're in that put position like you can't you have to understand where the patient is coming from mm-hmm. like you cannot just go in there and be like okay mrs mrs mm-hmm. so so blah 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 no mm-hmm. that does not work with our patients right. at all like mm-hmm. they know like and some some patients are more comfortable because we are so down to earth right Hey, could you just sure let me let me go have a talk with them, right? <laughs> and see what we can do, right? So it's just you know they you, we get close with our patients. It's great. I love it. I love it. So tell me this though, with the patients that you see, what percentage would you say are young adult? So we have a small percentage of young adults in our oh, that's not bad in our um, office that come and see us, which is a great mm-hmm. thing. I mean, it, what you consider a young adult, like under forty. Yeah, so we have a small percentage. Mm -hmm. A lot of our patients are older. And when I say older, like we probably like 70 and above. Really? Okay. A lot of our patients, because we deal with a lot of the cancers that happen below the waist, a lot of patients stop getting pap smears. Oh, yeah. After when they Once they hit menopause and done with menopause, yeah. they feel like they don't have to really right. go, well, I can't have no more babies. This stuff yeah, ain't. But, still, but you still got all the still, parts. Yeah, you still got and the parts. And so we have a lot of patients that come in that are elderly. Okay. I think the oldest that I've ever had, like a first-time cancer diagnosis for them was like 90-something years old. What? Yeah. So it's nice that our, like, the young adults, it's not so much. And when it is a young adult, they catch it early enough. Oh, good. Because we are the ones that go and get your Mm -hmm. pat smear every year. You get your gynae exam every Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing um, that, you know, it's such a small, but a lot of our patients are older. Yeah. We have older patients that come to our office. Okay. Um, And of the, the, I mean, I know you have a lot of older, but of the young adults you do see, um how are their morales usually scared yeah <laughs> when they're when they first come in that first appointment i think a lot of people are scared yeah like they just don't know what they expect mm. a lot of people think they're gonna have surgery that first day no baby oh, <laughs> it's wow. just a consult right, right. it's just a consult mm-hmm. you're just coming in to see the doctor so we can figure out what your treatment plan is going to be and what we're going to go from there mm-hmm. um but i think like they're just scared um unfortunately a lot of our 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 young adults, they, they have kids mm-hmm. or like, um, I think our youngest patients that, that we have had and thank the Lord, she did not have cancer, but she just had things going on with her body that she needed to see us for. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like 14, maybe oh, 14, wow. 15, 16. So it's just like, it, it just, there, it just ranges from what you really need to be seen for. But, um, like our younger, I think everyone that comes through that door, they're always scared. It's yeah, just, that, they're just yeah. like, oh my gosh. It, Cause some people come in because they have precancerous cells. So they oh, need yeah. to make sure that it's not, yeah. you know, yeah. things are going around. So as soon as you hear cancer, you think, I think a lot of people feel like I'm dead. No, literally. Like I remember when I was, when I was telling people that I had cancer, um, I always preface the conversation with I'm okay. Um, because people do think, mm-hmm. you know, cancer equals death just because of what we've seen right. in the media and mm-hmm. what we've seen in television shows right. and in movies. And, you know, again, that was one of the very first things I told people, even before I said I had cancer, I said, have some news. Um, I'm okay. Like I'm good. Mm-hmm. However, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, now I'm not crying. So you can't cry literally <laughs> legit. And you know, I, you know, I try to yeah. be in control all the time. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> but don't say it that hard, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but, you wouldn't be you if you didn't. <laughs> I mean, and you're correct. Okay. Um, but I think that is the truth. Like yeah. everyone automatically thinks like Death. cancer right. is gonna make me die mm -mm. or it's going to, going to kill me. Right. Um. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, not good in the sense that you know everyone is scared, but it's good to know that it's not just us. No. You know what I mean? No. Like I don't. I don't know about anyone else, but I mean, I was 36. I mean, still not married, still no children. Of course, I was scared to death. Um. But it's good to know even someone that has lived their life to the fullest, right. you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, it's good to know that I'm not the only one, I, mm -mm. I, I guess no. is what I'm saying. At all. Um, regardless of your age, cancer hits. And mm -hmm. I mean, especially when you don't, you're not ready to be gone. Right. You know what I mean? When it's, you feel it's, like you still got time on yeah. this earth. Yeah. You'd mm -hmm. be like, oh, oh, mm -hmm. well, that, oh, I like this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. So office is cool. Coworkers are cool. Tell me about a day that was really, really rough for you. Frustrating. Frustrating. I say rough. Okay. Frustrating. I, I think I get the most frustrated when we have patients that are non-compliant. Mm. <laughs> when you want it more than they want it. Mm. When you want them to live right. more than they want to live. Mm. When you get a cancer diagnosis at an early stage, but you are just non-compliant with your follow-up and things. Mm. And then now you're at another stage mm -hmm. because you just feel like I'm going to get to it. And when no, you baby. are a sing, and we have like, unfortunately I would say in a black community, like for us, a lot of us are single moms. Mm -hmm. So we do have single moms that come in there mm -hmm. and they try to put, do everything, but take care of themselves mm -hmm. and they be the main ones. It's just like, I need you to sit down. Right. And take and, care of you. Yes. Yeah. Because your babies need you yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And you have to get this done. So I think that's what frustrates me the most is when people are just so non-compliant. Mm. Cancer is nothing to play with. No. And when you have that great chance to beat it, mm -hmm. that's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You and need do to everything. buckle down. Yeah. yeah. You need to buckle yeah. down and get it done. Wow. Yeah. So that's what understand. frustrates me the most. Because yeah. I be what? Okay, come on. I'm your biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Let's go. What we what we need to do. Mm -hmm. But when we're calling you to come make appointments and mm -hmm. set up treatment for you and you're just not answering phone calls or mm -hmm. dodging us like a bill collector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's frustrating. And you can't make people like nope. their treatment. And then or... especially when our doctors get invested. Oh, our doctors yeah. get invested in our patients. Like I mean, as and, they and, should. And, and yeah. so it's like when our doctors are like coming down on their off days when oh, they're not in the yeah. office because my office is set up where our providers are in there once a week, but they have surgeries or they're out outreach office mm -hmm. uh, um, office hours. But when they're coming down on days that they would just be upstairs in their office, not doing anything, trying to put you in and get you in to be seen and you're just not showing it's up. Not a big deal. Yeah. It's, wow. That's frustrating. Wow. Yeah. So that's what frustrates me. I won't right. really say I have a bad day. Right. I just have frustrating days. Okay. Well, that's a good one to look at. <laughs> um, and so in that, in, in the, the, the fact that the patients are being non-compliant and like, do you guys have a system where you follow up with them above and beyond doctor calls? Because here's my thing. And I mean, I guess it could be a rhetorical question. Um, because here's my thing. When I first found out I had cancer, you know, big, of course, big, big deal. Um, 
for a while there, it 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 was surreal. Like right. it didn't feel. It felt like this can't. What this is not. Happening this is to not me. right. This is not happening. And not to say that happens with everyone who's non-compliant, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine sometimes behind some of those closed doors and unanswered phone calls are terrified people. I mean, because I that mean, that don't want to start the process because that means they will have to acknowledge that exactly. it's happening to them. So yes, exactly. we do. We do. A, some of our patients, that is what is going on. But yeah. once we get them, you we give them that good talk. <laughs> yeah, oh, they need a good talk. They need a good talk. Yes. They they get on board. But good. there are just some people that you give the good talk to, and it's still like, mm, mm, no, I'm right. okay. Like, they just, some people just feel like if they don't acknowledge it, it's not it's real. Not real. No, and did. unfortunately, that cancer is all the way and it's growing. real. Yes. Yeah. And it's growing. And it could spread fast. Like yep. some, like ovarian cancer is like so hard to detect. Mm-hmm. So when you detect it and you find out, it, like you have to treat that right then mm-hmm. and there. Like, it's just like, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when we like, okay, like we're, we're, we're going to give you some time. How However, much time you need? Right. No, we're we going to give you a week. We'll give you all in a week. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we need you to mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And do your thing. And we understand you're scared out of your mind. Like, nobody ever wants to hear you have cancer. Right. Right. No one ever wants no to one hear ever. that. No one ever. Ever. No. But at the end of the day, when you find that out, you're allowed to be in your feelings. Oh, of course. And angry. Of course. And you know, have your moments, but at the end of the day, also you have to get treated. You need, you, you need to be treated or you need surgery. Yeah. So you have to do what you need to do. Got to do what you got to do. Please mm-hmm. follow up guys. If you're yes. listening, follow up on your appointments. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you this kind of spin it a little bit. Have, have you ever known anyone? <laughs> well, besides me, of course, um, that was a young adult with cancer. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Uh, breast cancer. Okay. Um, and um, endometrial cancer. Mm, okay. Yeah. So it's just. And how was that for you? Hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the the breast cancer I think was a little easier to deal with. Listen. Um, but when you have cancer below the race, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that you're not going to be able to have kids. Yep. Because one of the things they do usually is give you a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're getting that, so mm-hmm. they can take everything right <laughs> out. Right. And so if you're a young person who dreamed of having kids, mm-hmm. not that that dream is crushed. If you dreamed of having biological kids, mm-hmm. um, that's the that's one of the saddest mm-hmm. things that I've seen one of my friends go through. It's just that, um. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to have my own kids. Mm-hmm. Not that my dream of having kids is gone. Right, but, it's not completely crushed. Right, but, but yeah. yeah, to be okay. able to give my husband, exactly, if, if you know, if I were married, mm-hmm. a, a child, mm-hmm. that I think that's crushing. Not yeah. even that I have cancer. It was just that I'm not going to be able to give right. my kid, right. give myself a kid or have a kid. So that's always, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Um, I was, I think I talked about on my menopause um episode of the podcast some of those same sentiments mm-hmm. in that you know my at this juncture I'm on tamoxifen so my doctors are like they're like well we'll see mm. <clears throat> um mm. okay mm. I don't like the sound of that <laughs> but like you said you know there are other options but you know me being someone um who was adopted which I've also talked about in another episode Um, I don't know my biological family. I don't know. I don't have any biological ties. I have family. Of course, my mom and dad are my mom and dad. Right. Always will be. Mm -hmm. Um, and on both of the sides of their family, my dad's side, of course, which is huge. 
and then my mom's side, that's my family, of right. course. But it's just some about knowing somebody who's biologically tied to you. There's just something about it. Right. And I remember growing up, and I used to say, like any of my childhood friends or my high school friends, even college friends, will tell you, like I, you, when people would say, how many kids you want, I would be like 10. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Like, of course, this is like being a young person and right. you have no Not idea knowing. what it takes. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? That like go through what you need to go through to have wow. a child. <laughs> no, I did. I did. But here was the preface behind it. Growing up as a teenager, I always wanted 10 kids because I wanted as many people around me that looked like me. Got you. Literally. Mm -hmm. I would have said more. If it wasn't outlandish. To me, 10 was not outlandish. <laughs> 10 was a perfect number. It ended in zero. Right. And it was more than five. True. But that was the preface behind it is because I knew no one. And people, of course, I mean, I mean, you always, you know, go through the um, uh, uh, argument of nature versus nurture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people always say, oh, my goodness, I would have never known you were adopted. And that's fine. I'm grateful. Again, mm -hmm. me being adopted or not biologically tied to my family, that is my family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. a shadow of a mm -hmm. doubt. Um, but like I said, growing up, nobody looked like me. I, I did not look like anyone. My personality was always different. Mm -hmm. And you, always in the back of your mind, you're like, um, uh, who am I really like? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I say that to say, on the tamoxifen, I completely understand, you know, that fear of being that young adult. Yeah. Like, you just don't know. Right. And as women, you know, they say after a certain age, we, oh, your eggs are dried up and... Mm. So they already trying to say, mm -hmm. um, Miss Murphy, um, <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> I'm like, it don't matter. Right. Just take the eggs out. Let's go. Um, Raise them until I'm ready. <laughs> listen, well, the unfortunate reality is I didn't have time to do that, but that's another story oh. for another time. Yeah, don't even talk about okay. it. But anyway, girl, so that was, that was a little detrimental mm -hmm. for you to know people that are close. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, as a young adult yourself, you have children. Mm -hmm. Um, can't, what, I mean... Let me say a, a sentence. I don't even know what just came out of my mouth. Would you? Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> being a mother, um, she has two boys. Mm -hmm. Being a mother, what would your world look like if one of your sons had cancer? Wouldn't that be crazy? I don't even know. Isn't that crazy? I'd never. And. So that, you know, men can get cancer. Oh, we, for sure. We have had men come in with breast cancer. I believe it. I and, believe and it. And even though it's a small group, mm -hmm. that a small percentage that it happens to, mm -hmm. we have had men come in my office with breast cancer. I believe it. And so I don't know how my world would be without mm -hmm. my kids. I am the person I am today mm -hmm. because of my kids. Right, right. And so to imagine... God saying, okay, their time is up. Mm -hmm. Girl. Me and God might have to have some words. Hello. <laughs> we would definitely hey have to Jesus, have words. Hey, Jesus, what's going on? Right. You, this is what's not in my, you know, mm -hmm. even though God already has our life, <laughs> you know, already planned out for us. Mm -hmm. In our minds. <laughs> right. In our finite minds. Right. In our minds, we always think as a parent, oh, I'm going to go before my kids. Yeah, girl. And, and to have something happen to those babies, mm -hmm. mm, I always say I'm, I will shut Pittsburgh down if something happened to my babies. She would. <laughs> she would. I, I get it. Yes. Yeah, so I, it. I couldn't imagine, mm -hmm. you know, them not being here with me. Yeah. Could not imagine. Right. At all. Yeah, it's a, it's mm -mm. a tough road to hoe. It's and it's so hard, hoe. like, to even with that, for we have 
our patients who are like who have children mm-hmm. so you know like like i said all, not all of our patients are like seniors mm-hmm. um we do have a nice gap like between the age of like some young adults but then they're in their 40s and 50s and 60s that mm-hmm. have cancer but they have kids too mm-hmm. and so for them not to live to see their kids grow up mm-hmm. like that's heartbreaking yeah and you're and you see them fight the reason why they fight so hard is so for their kids mm-hmm. so I just to be like I couldn't imagine being in her shoes knowing right. like I'm not going to be here to see my kids right. grow up. Right. That's like, that's huge. Yeah. That's big and I think a lot of on one end of the spectrum and you know I always say to people every I hate to say genre but every age bracket of cancer patients have a determination, have mm-hmm. a focus, have a goal. Right. Children, of course, you just want them to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Children with cancer, that's just horrible. Right. You want them to live, you want them to be able to live life fully you know, all their live long days. Then you have the like teenage to young adults. And it is that I want to be able to graduate high school. I want to be able to graduate college. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to get married, have my own children and thwart my life, have a career, all of these things. And then, like you said, you have the middle age to older where they've lived a little more life, but they still want to be there for their loved ones. They don't want them to have to like suffer through losing them. Right. So it's, I mean, cancer at any age is hard. Right. Regardless. If you're five, or if you're 95, right, cancer sucks. is cancer. Right. Um, but every, I think what I at least got from what you just said is a, every age range kind of has their own thing. Right. That they focus their on. Their own motivation to make exactly. them get through the treatments yep. or, yep. you know, things like that. Like usually our older um, group of um, people that come in, like it's their grandkids mm-hmm. or it's their husband mm-hmm. or, you know, it's, it's something like mm-hmm. that. Like. I got to live because our anniversary is coming up or I have to get through this because of this or Mm -hmm. my daughter's getting married Mm -hmm. or my son's getting married. Like they have their motivations to say, okay, when can we start? Cause then we have some people that come in our gun ho, uh, doctor, can you do the surgery today? No, legit. No, legit. (laughs) You're like, um, no, that's, that's just figure out what we're going to do. No, so you, you, sometimes we have this spectrum. Like some people are just like still in shock from it. And Mm -hmm. some people have accepted it. And they ready. And they ready. I love it. So, I you know. love it. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit of both. I was still in shock, but I was still like, okay, and what's next? Mm-hmm. And it, when is it scheduled for? Right. And are How you long doing is it, it? going to take? Yes. I was do asking, I need to do it? Because I, I have patients right. like that that will do everything on their own. Like, uh, I just wanted to let you know that I got this scheduled, this scheduled, my MRI scheduled for this. I didn't need an authorization Maybe for that. Look, I'll be somebody like, who wants what to you live? know? That's somebody who's like, I'm not done yet. Right. Mm-mm. I love it. At all. I love it. At all. That's good though. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you want people who, like you said, you don't want them to they be on the planet. I they want you to fight. live. Yeah, they fight. They I love it for everything. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, Lex. So I have a question for you. Sure. Um, so we talked about the doctor's office. You know, we talked about you know how you've been directly affected as a young adult, but also having friends. Mm-hmm. You know that um, have had young adult cancer. We mm-hmm. talked about your babies, and of course Pittsburgh would be shut down. We already know. Um, but if you could say to a young adult cancer patient, um, first day, first day, really, really encouraging words, what would you say? Just with everything that you know, everything that you've seen, if a young adult came in with whatever cancer under the age of 40, let's say 36, what what would be some good tidbits of advice you would give them? Uh, The one thing I tell all my patients, no matter what the age is, if I get you on the phone, God got you. Oh, that's beautiful. 
whether they're spiritual or not. Yeah. God, God got you. Mm-hmm. And then I reassure them that the doctor that they are going to see, they got you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. God gave them this, this, they, God put this in them to want to do this. Mm-hmm. And they're very, pa- all my doctors that I work for are very passionate mm-hmm. about, cause they're surgeons. Okay, so yep, yep. they're very passionate about what they do. Mm-hmm. Their goal is to always save everyone mm-hmm. that comes in their care. And so I'm just, that's my thing. Like God got you, mm-hmm. the doctor got you. And then we, we here for you too. And mm-hmm. some people just need to hear that encouragement mm-hmm. and they need to know that they're not in this alone. I think yep. that's the biggest thing that when people feel like they are supported, absolutely, it makes a world of a yeah, difference. Absolutely. No matter what is going on, mm-hmm. if they know, because unfortunately we have some, some patients who don't have that support system at home. No, you're right. And you're especially right. when they're older, mm-hmm. Like some of them are in nursing homes. Some mm-hmm. of them, like you know, they their children don't live here. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard for them to get mm-hmm. that. So to know that they have a support system, and I think that what makes everything always okay is like, mm-hmm. okay, my doctor's office got my back mm-hmm. no matter what. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing the best that they can and everything that they do when it comes to my care. Mm-hmm. It's just always to make reassuring them that they're not in this alone. Right, right. So that's the I think that's the biggest thing that I just you're not in this alone. Wonderful. You're allowed to cry. That's I always tell you. You have every right to cry mm-hmm. you have every right to be upset mm-hmm. to let them know that their feelings are are validated like mm-hmm. validate their feelings never say well you shouldn't be crying never that's the worst right. thing that you can ever right. do that's beautiful validate their feelings yes you're allowed to be angry mm-hmm. pissed off whatever mm-hmm. but at the end of the day we got your back when, when you ready to fight absolutely i love it where was this doctor's office when i needed it sorry no i'm just joking my <laughs> doctor's offices were amazing um that is great that is great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the guys, that was Alexis. Hey. So I think it would be just absolutely amazing. Um, oh, so before we go, I'm sorry, I forgot. We wanted to talk about the support center. Yes. <laughs> so my I forgot. Office, yeah, just a little bit. See? So my doctor's office that we I work in. We should talk um, about that a we, long time ago. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I completely forgot so what that, she's sorry. talking about, what Yolanda is talking about, is my doctor's office. Maybe in starting in October of last year, we came up with a support center for our support people that come with our patients because not only does the patient need support but the people who are supporting them need support also so we came up with this um basically program if that's what you want to call it that we have that you know for the you know the caregiver support person Mm -hmm. um just to be able to help them with things that they may be going through with supporting the person that, you know, is going through the cancer. Mm-hmm. Not that they were trying to take away from the per- the mm-hmm. patient, but also just to be able to add to that to say like, okay, so your caregiver or your support person, what do they need? What mm-hmm. are they in a need of? Mm-hmm. Do they need FMLA papers filled out? Do they need help? Because they've been taken off so long. Do they need oh, help yeah, paying yeah, yeah. for bills? Do they need a gas card? Mm-hmm. What what do what can we do to help you? Do they need therapy? Right. Because of even though it's it's directly affecting the patient, the person who's supporting them could mm-hmm. be going through mental, yep. you know, and emotional yep. and may need mental or uh, emotional support also. So we have that set up for them also. So it's just nice. That's something that like one of our providers and our um, and our team came up with, and just ideas of how we are able to 
put that out there so they know that it's out there for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if you're not the direct support person, it's there for you also. Mm -hmm. So it's just nice for us to have that for them. Wonderful. Doesn't okay. it sound like like that's just an amazing doctor's office? We try. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like everyone should want to go there. That's so beautiful. Yes, but not really. <laughs> no. Yes, but not really. You can come and say hi. And that's it. No. Right. We're not taking any more patients. Right. We're done. <laughs> Girl, yes. Um, I think that's all I had questions about. You touched on everything I wanted you to talk about. Yeah, okay. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's crucial. You know what I mean? I think um, at least when I think about all of my doctor's offices and – all like all of the support team, you know, mm -hmm. that, that comes along with it. I don't think there was anyone young. Like, I think it was every, everyone was older, like mm -hmm. at least forties. Yeah. Um, I want to say when I did my radiation, there were two young women that were, um, radiologists. Is that what they call them? Yes. Um, one of them was probably like early thirties and the other one was probably about mid thirties. Um, but one of them left like shortly after I started cause she got a better job doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, but they were always so upbeat, always very patient. One of them I actually kind of got close with and we would be talking about like having side conversations and they would be like, all right, it's time for your next patient. She would be like, oh my gosh, I have to go. Um, <laughs> so it was really cool. Yeah. I, I mean, speaking from a young adult, um, cancer survivors perspective, it was great to see someone my age in the office, office because I mean, you know, going to go to the mammograms and going whether to my med onco or my rad onco or my surgical, I mean, I was always the youngest one, right. always. So having someone on staff that is my age that can relate to like, right. I mean, we basically listen to the same music. We like the same actors and actresses. Like I'm not talking to someone who thinks right. that, um, what was that older white lady's name? I want to say Meryl Streep, but it's not Meryl Streep. Are you talking about Betty? Gray? Audrey Hepburn. Uh, I'm about to say. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. It would be great to be able to talk to someone who doesn't think Audrey Hepburn was like the greatest actress to ever live. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Let's talk That's about. That's not how it is in our office. A lot of the, a lot of my coworkers are 37, 38 or younger. I love it. I I would have yeah. loved to see that in my Majority of offices. us are young vibrant right, right. <laughs> um, professionals yeah. yeah so that is one of the good things and i think that that young vibrant thing that we have that actually i guess brushes off onto our older patients because oh, it's good. just it's just nice for them to be like okay y'all your little bit of energy is giving me energy mm, like you know what yeah. i mean they they come in all spunky yeah they and they walk out with a good spunk in their in their step and everything and I laughing and stuff so i think like not that i'm saying like older <laughs> people can't give it of course but it's just nice to see that yeah. like okay yes because in my office we're i always say we're a one big dysfunctional family but we get that each works. other so much and like you'll hear us singing my one co-worker she sings to our patients like unintentionally <laughs> she'll be checking that them in and out and all of a sudden you'll hear notes coming from out of her and i'll be like you need help over there and they'll be like you know that's what i do it's just she's such a sweetheart so it's just nice to like that's what we do and they always like oh you you have such a lovely voice or your office is amazing it's just i think it's that energy that we give yes. to our patients and that's necessary that energy is necessary because mm -hmm. you about you about to go through probably mm -hmm. the worst bouts of whatever right you about to face and chemo ain't no joke 
Uh, radiation ain't no joke. When you're going through surgery, that ain't no joke because you don't even know if you're going to make it through your surgery. Mm-hmm. It's just you have all those doubts and everything that runs through your head of everything that could go mm-hmm. wrong. So just to be able to come in the office where everybody is just like, okay, so what can we do for you today? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Why that face? Mm-hmm. Like, we get on our patient. Mm, smile, you're here today. God woke you up this morning. That's another day. They're Come on. bullies. <laughs> Clearly, they're bullies. Mm-mm. No, it sounds mm-hmm. like, aren't they bullying people, No, guys? we're not bullying. We're just encouragers. Oh. <laughs> Forceful encouragers. Hey, it You works. better smile. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Right. Oh, my gosh. I don't see no so smile funny. coming from over there. Oh, you smiling today? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Oh, man. But that's good, though. That's good. Um, let's just all pray that every doctor's office is just that great. Because I hear horror stories all the yeah. time. All the time. We're not perfect. Don't get me wrong. We're not we're not perfect, perfect, but we try to make it we know that it could be us. And if we were in that shoes, how would we want somebody to treat us? Absolutely. And that's As that's that's be. the forethought for us. Like if this was us or this was our family members in these in mm-hmm. these people's shoes, how would we want them to be treated? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna treat them how we would want ourselves to be treated if it was us or if our family members were in these shoes. That's mm-hmm. how we would want them to be treated. And my like I said, my boss, she's she's a bomb.com boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's on it. Like how would she give us these talks? And like sometimes it could be draining. Don't get me wrong. It could be draining, mm-hmm. but she gives us those pep talks to be like, okay, this was a rough day, mm-hmm. but tomorrow is a new day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so it's just nice, but Wonderful. always we try to, we try our best. I mean, that's all you really can do. That's all you really can do. So True. do you see yourself being in this office for a while? I do. I, I, I really enjoy my, I enjoy my coworkers. I enjoy my job. Mm-hmm. Yes, it could be draining. Yes, it could be frustrating. But overall, the reward for me is great. Mm-hmm. When I see my patients and they come down and say, I made it through my last chemo mm-hmm. treatment. I made it through my last radiation uh, treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm cancer free. Mm-hmm. I don't have to come back and see you no more, even though it was nice. Like it's Those are always the, the reward outweigh anything else that Beautiful. may be going on. Like And even though, yes, we do see the downside of it or when our patients die and don't make it through, but you know that they've lived a great life. You mm-hmm. know that they fought the fight. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just, it always, that reward for me to know that, okay, mm-hmm. I was there to help that patient, even though they didn't make it. I was there. I was a good, I was a sunshine. I was a good spot. I was a light for them. Absolutely. That's always the best thing for me. So that's yes. beautiful. Oh my gosh. Are you crying guys? Stop it. Tissue. <laughs> Teardrop closest to my heart. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but that is amazing though. That is amazing. And it's so necessary. And I think that. Um, of course, which is why I asked you to be on the podcast. It's so vital and crucial to know, you know, that not only do young adults get breast cancer Mm -hmm. or any cancer, I'm sorry, not just breast cancer, but any cancer Mm -hmm. in general. Um, but we do have people in the offices that got our back that are the same age as us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That are fighting for us that have our backs that, you know, are, are rooting for us. Yes. Um, because again, like I said, when I saw that one, um, rat tech, I was like, Oh my gosh, she's my age. I feel like I can talk to her. Mm-hmm. And not that I couldn't talk to anybody else, but you understand. But it's different. Right? We're, we're kind of at, at same levels right. in life. So that's always right. Good to when see. you have that connection with somebody that, right. you know, oh, I'm coming in the office. I'll see you there. Yep. And like you're always, or you're sad when you miss something. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, what oh, day you going to be here? Right. Oh, okay. What's okay. your shift? Right. I'm going to make Let sure I'm there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's crucial, though. That's definitely important. 
And I want to say thank you for all the cancer patients for yeah. what you do. Yes. No, I'm saying thank you. Oh, thank you. She said yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, girl. Yes. yes. No, baby. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. For everything that you do because it makes a difference. It definitely makes a difference. And, you know, your outlook on it and um, everything that you bring, like you said, that light and that sunshine is needed. Yeah. When I think back to when I was going through chemo and radiation, there were doctors and nurses that would smile because, I mean, there would be days where I wasn't smiling. I would be like, get out of my face. Just another one. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, but then when there would be days, you know, they would be like, oh my goodness, Yolanda, how you doing? I would be like, I'm good, y'all. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't every day, like right? you said. It's not. We all have days, but thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank welcome. you, because You're it's welcome. necessary. It is crucial. It is definitely something that is needed from um, or for someone who's battling cancer. So thank you, girl. So that's going to be it, y'all. Um, I know she brings the ghetto out of me. I'm so sorry. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She brings out all of this. I don't even know what that is. Anyway, guys. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, anyway, guys. Um, but for real, it was really, really good having you on the podcast. Thank you for your perspective, because I think some of the things that you said will definitely resonate not only with um, young adult cancer patients, but people in general that have loved ones right. that are facing it. I think that whole support system that you guys have, guys have is amazing for the, the co-survivors. That's like yes. phenomenal. That's amazing. Yes. So that's it, guys. Thank you again, Lex, for being on the podcast. Thank you um, for letting God, me be here. I'm sorry. What? I'm I said sorry. thank you for letting me be here. Uh, I was I talking all over myself. you. I'm sorry. That's okay. As Continue I keep talking. <laughs> keep talking we just both keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> but for real y'all that's it thank you so much for listening and or for watching um hopefully something that we've said some nuggets that we've dropped can help you um if you're the person that's going through or if you have a loved one that's going through a diagnosis um and a lot of times just as i say you know in other podcasts some of the things that we've said um can't can be applied to other things other than cancer um you know, you can have diabetes, you can have high blood pressure, mm -hmm. um, you can have endo. We know both know people who have endo. And, you know, just walking into a doctor's office knowing someone, you know, has your back and, and, and things like that is also crucial and important. So take the little nuggets that you can, guys. Um, hopefully that you got some. And if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, definitely let me know. Don't forget to subscribe um, on any platform that you're listening or watching. And I'll check you guys on the next one. Peace.